BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Balance Bond Podcast, Soul on Fire. Today's guest is the beautiful Brooke Rewa, otherwise known as Brooke Harris. She just got married, so now she's officially Brooke Harris. However, I've known Brooke for about five years now, and I feel so honored to have her on the show, talk about her new marriage, talk about her business, Good Milk Co., which you've probably stumbled upon if you go to Blue Bottle Coffee or Le Colombe Coffee. Please forgive me if I pronounced that wrong, <laughs> but Brooke mentions it in the episode. I know I used to go to this coffee place in New York, Le, Le Colombe. Le Colombe. I need to look into that. They're also carried in a handful of other places like Soho House, and they have their own shop in Mar Vista called Good Milk Co. But years ago, it was called Cold and Thirsty. And I hosted one of my book launch parties, book signings for Breaking Vegan back when I wrote that book over four years ago at Cold and Thirsty. And it was called Cold and Thirsty because it was a juice bar and a cryotherapy place. And they actually still do cryotherapy. And they also still have juice from Brooks Juice Company called Made with Love. So this episode honestly blew me away, you guys, because I know Brooke. I've known her for a long time. I know that she's interesting and smart and an amazing businesswoman and all of these things, but I didn't know a lot about her life and a lot about her upbringing and different things that she's had to overcome. And I also don't know if I fully realized what a badass she is in business. I knew that she was this incredible entrepreneur who has just created a product that's amazing and sustainable and true to her values. But what I didn't quite realize was that Brooke is such a badass in the boardroom. She has had to go head to head with investors. I mean, nothing dramatic but to stand up for the quality of her product and what she knows is right and what she knows is right based off of what she has created. So I'm so inspired by her. I'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode and everything that comes along with it, how inspiring Brooke is, how much I've learned from her and then some. 
So I know you're going to love this episode. We also talked just a little bit about marriage and weddings and what to expect, but we mostly stick to talking about good milk and the inspirations behind it and then some. So I'm so, so happy, so grateful for Brooke coming on the show to discuss. And also wanted you guys to know that if you go to her website for good milk, you can use the code BALANCEDBLONDE10 for 10% off on anything. And their products are amazing. They have this like frozen nut milk and hemp milk product that you keep in your freezer and then you let it thaw out and then you add water and you instantly have fresh, homemade, plant-based milk. So easiest, coolest thing ever. Honestly, so proud of her. It's so freaking cool. I, You'll hear me talk about this in the episode, but I received that product in the mail without even putting two and two that it was two and two together that it was Brooke's company, Brooke, who I know um, and have admired for so long. And then I was like, wait, this is your product. This product is unreal. So we talk about that. We talk about the conception of the product, the creativity, all the good things. So I'm so grateful. So I wanted to remind you of a couple things. One, if you listen to this show and you feel that the Balance Bond podcast brings value to your life, I would be so honored and grateful to have you rate and review the show in iTunes. Send me a screenshot to jordan at thebalancewand.com and I will send you my yoga ebook for free, 300 pages of yoga flow, yoga journey, so many different flows to do at home, et cetera, as a thank you for free for rating and reviewing the podcast. And then wanted to remind you that you can join our Soul on Fire tribe on Facebook by searching Soul on Fire podcast tribe. I will accept you. You can meet friends from all over the world. It's an incredible place to hang out and chat and talk about your life and ask questions and all that good stuff. And before we dive into the episode, wanted to thank our sponsors. We have, well, we have a couple sponsors today. And the first sponsor that we're going to talk about is the amazing Thrive Market. So I have to say, I've been using Thrive Market even more than usual lately. I have, I don't know if it's maybe because I had surgery last week and I've been home recovering or just because I don't have a ton of energy in general right now. But I love the idea of shopping online. Um, Being a Thrive member makes it super easy and getting all of these home products, pantry items, beauty, bath and body, etc. Cleaning home supplies straight to our door. So a couple of things that I order on repeat which you'll see on my Thrive Market Favorites page, thrivemarket.com slash blonde, are my Ayurvedic tongue scraper, copper tongue scraper. It's only $6.99, $6.99. I order it. I probably get a new one like every few months. I just feel like even though I clean it pretty often, I want it to be as fresh as possible. I also order Ayurvedic mouthwash and Ayurvedic soap. You'll find that all on my favorites page. I get my Eating Evolved chocolate, Eating Evolved coconut butter cups, other sponsors of this podcast like Four Sigmatic, 
Sun Potion, which is actually not a sponsor of this podcast. I love Sun Potion, Primal Kitchen, who I work with a lot. They're all available on Thrive. Same with Coco Kind Skincare. You can listen to Priscilla on this podcast from earlier this year. Spirulina, Cacao Powder. Thrive Market actually has a lot of their own products like the Spirulina and Cacao Powder that I buy, including essential oils that I buy. I love Thrive Market actual goods because they're all non-GMO, organic, non-toxic, sustainable, um, and affordable because it's their own brand. But also when they're selling other brands on their site, they go straight to the brand. There's no middleman. So the prices are low. Like I get Siete chips on here for, let's see here. I want to say like two or $3 less than I would, no, $3 less than I would at the grocery store, which is crazy. So go to thrivemarket.com slash blonde. Make sure you use that code blonde to redeem the offer of $25 off. They also have free shipping on all orders over $49. Um, you can join, but you don't, you don't have to join to be a member, um, but you'll probably want to. They take Google Pay and PayPal and Visa and all the things. They make it super easy. Um, you'll fall in love. They also have wine. I don't drink, but they have organic wine, sustainable. Um, I get all my cleaning products on there too and cat food. So enjoy thrivemarket.com slash blonde. Now let's head into this episode with Brooke. All right, Brooke, I'm so happy that you're here. The amazing Brooke Harris. This might be one of the first times you've been introduced publicly with your new last name. It is, absolutely. Yay, welcome to the podcast. We've been trying to do this forever. (laughs) Literally, I remember talking with you about this two years ago, but that's all me. I have been in and out of life and... Then you got married and that was so exciting and your business has grown so much. And I feel like we're recording this at the perfect time because you have so many new products and (laughs) just insights and wisdom for us. It's all perfect. Absolutely. And I'm so grateful to be here and so good to see you. And yeah, timing timing is everything. Everything happens when it's supposed to. And just like you said, and we were talking um, before we got on, you learn so much every single day running a business. Um, so I know way more than I did two years ago when we were trying to plan this. And Literally. Excited and even to like share. three days ago, probably. <laughs> exactly. of the things. Oh, yes. I mean, I feel that way too. I just launched my course, spiritual awakening course I saw and closed that. Congrats. it like, big two week launch. Thank you. And I learned so much to the point where I opened it again to people today because I was getting requests for that and just all these things that you would never know until you do it. So well and I think that's so cool. And it that's a lesson that I've learned is it's so important to just be open to rolling with the punches and you know, if you have a, like you said, you had a reason to open up your course and not being so rigid and strict and you did it and people are benefiting from that. Yeah. 
I think that's one of the best tips I've been given as an entrepreneur is to be able to admit and see when you're wrong. I mean, in this case, I don't think there was like a wrong or a right, (laughs) but sometimes you do things wrong or sometimes you do things that could be changed. And to be flexible, like you're saying, is so important. So tell everybody listening a little bit about you and your amazing business and storefront and all of the good things. Yeah. Well, there's there's a lot there. Um, but to start, I um, created and run a company called Good Milk Co. Which I'm, a, I'm sure a lot of people listening are very familiar with. We've been very lucky, especially here in LA and Southern California, to have a really cool following of people. And a lot of that just speaks to the product, which is we've, we're basically, I like to say, we're scaling homemade plant-based milks. And if you've ever had homemade, a homemade plant-based milk or homemade almond milk, you know what I'm talking about. It's an incredibly different experience than the stuff that you buy at the store. Tastes delicious. Um, And beyond that, the ingredients are super clean. So we were at a place, I started the business very small um, at the local farmer's market, just wanting to share these products that I was creating and loved with the local community. How long ago? Five years ago. Oh, wow. To me, it feels like longer. (laughs) I feel like (laughs) (laughs) I've been seeing your stuff in farm shop and like knowing you and stuff for more than five years. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, it's interesting because this in the business community right now there's it's very interesting where there's almost been some shame around me saying 5 years and not being in a bigger place or not being on my way to an exit or a sale of my business but this year i've gathered some pride around that because we took those first few years and really learned our product learned our audience i had a product when i started and we still sell it at our storefront that has a 5 day shelf life because again it's a fresh almond milk and that was step 1 of my business journey was i just wanted to make this fresh clean product accessible to my local community once we saw that resonating and people loving it it was like okay what's the next step to make this product accessible to everyone and there's no way i would have figured that out on day 1 you know, I couldn't have sat down and wrote a business plan that put me where I am today. Yeah. So and I think slow and steady is such a longevity type of building business. I mean, I think I just, whatever, all the words in that <laughs> sentence, you could, you could move them around, but longevity is in moving slowly and the businesses that I've seen my friends creating like you and many others here in LA have been doing it for like five or six or seven years and are at a really good place. Mm -hmm. You'll continue to grow hugely, but it's a labor of love. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really, it's really interesting to hear you say that because I've been thinking about that a lot lately. You know, we're in a place where we have investors now and as we continue to grow, it takes a lot of money and we'll need to continue to get investors and we're expanding outside of California even. Um, but there is a big difference between sustainably growing a business and growing a business. And there's a lot of buzz around just growing a business right now. And I don't know that that's... It's easy to get caught up in that. And I see a lot of businesses, especially in the food and beverage space, just growing, 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 not caring about their margins, not caring about you know if they're priced at a place that's sustainable. And I feel like that bubble is going to pop soon. And it's really hard with all that buzz going on to stand your ground and build a business that can be sustainable for the long haul. 
That is such words of wisdom, words of wisdom <laughs> right there. Do you know, I mean, I want you to keep introducing yourself, but do you know Brandon Cohen from Liquid IV? I don't, but I heard your podcast with him way back. I yeah. think like- Oh, and he the- came to our event at your shop, but like okay. years ago, okay. four years ago. Um, <laughs> but he, I've seen him from a distance and I think what he's built is really, really brilliant yeah, and great. So he's one of my best friends and everything you're saying reminds me of the way that he speaks about building Liquid IV and scaling it and like getting to that next level, mm. but putting in the love and keeping it sustainable and having a why. I mean, I, I know that you have such a why, which is to keep plant milks homemade and sustainable and these clean ingredients to enhance people's lives and inspire people to be healthy and well yeah. and many other whys, I'm sure. And I know that he sticks to his why as well versus just growing, growing, growing for the sake of sell- mm-hmm. selling and moving on to something else. Yeah. And um, it's another thing where it's hard to stand your ground. Like I showed you our new, that new powdered product, our, our latte creamer that I brought you. And um, that was a product that was, you know, kind of in our R&D board for 10 months and investors and potential investors were so excited about it. A powdered shelf-stable product. It's a dream compared to where I just told you we came from, which was a product that had a five-day shelf right. life. Um, and I was really determined to create the product, but create it, it had to be done in a way that stood for our values. And there were, you know, we did 10 months of R&D and there were six to eight different times where I almost walked away from it because the people helping us kept saying we had to add maltodextrin or some kind of gums because it wouldn't flow through the equipment or there was too much protein and fat in the product. Um, And I think knowing that I was willing to walk away from that, um, and it was something I had to keep close to me because our investors probably would have freaked out. And then finally the product worked and it's beautiful and it's exactly how we wanted it. But it's a very different mindset of growing a business where you'll do anything to create a product that sells versus creating a product that you truly believe in and being able to walk away from something that isn't that. Totally. Mic drop on that (laughs) statement. So good. So many things to say about what you just said. I mean, too much protein and fat, like, come on, (laughs) real ingredients. Like looking at anything else is so silly. And then second of all, my question for you with that is how did you maintain trust along that Mm -hmm. process? Because like you said, there were a lot of ups and downs, but it ended up working out. So was there a lot of, did you have trust the whole time that it would work out? So that trust is an interesting word with that. Um, I did, I believed that it would, but I wasn't so tied to it. Um, You know, our frozen product that we came out with was working. It's definitely something that takes a lot of education. So, but I was fully invested in making that our hero product if, if need be. So I was okay with walking away, but trust is interesting because in situations like that, I put it all in my own hands. I got really into, you know, I did all the R&D. I traveled to weird places to see spray drying and freeze drying facilities. Like what kind of places? Um, Like Arizona, which felt like a different, this place in Arizona that felt like a different country um, with people 
there was, we spent the day at this facility, spray drying facility, and I learned so much, um, things that I never will need to know again. (laughs) Um, But there was a point where I actually had to raise my voice to a room full of men because they kept trying to push maltodextrin on me. And they kept saying, oh, we'll find organic. We'll find you a really good source of organic maltodextrin. And after I had said no, probably 20 times in different ways throughout the day, I finally like I actually got loud and told the guy to like look me in the eyes and listen um, that I wasn't going to use multidextrin of any kind. And I literally said, I will walk away from this product. And it was really cool to see them process that. And they were like, oh, okay. You know, the 20th <laughs> time they finally got it. Right. And they're like, we are just, they apologize later. And they're like, we're so sorry. We're just not used to that. Integrity. Um, like we don't, yeah, usually people want to cheap put any kind of bulkers they can to cheapen the product, make it less expensive. And they're like, usually our goal is just to make it work. They don't care what we do to it. So they're like, we're sorry it took us a while to wrap our heads around what you were actually saying. Um, Good for you. That yeah, must which have been was... such a moment <laughs> to stand up and be this. I mean, you've been an entrepreneur, a businesswoman the whole time, but to be in this new arena of being around people who you don't necessarily know, who are investors, who know certain aspects of business and to still stand up for yourself, that's huge. Yeah. Well, thank you. And that's been a huge learning lesson for me this past year because you know, the reality of it is as women in business, there are still very few of us. And being in the beverage and food world, it's very, you know, it's very much a, a male run um, business. And I had this this fear for a while of being thought of as like bitchy or rude or bossy, which is not something um, a man in business would ever consider. Right, you know, so right. that did hold me back from speaking up at times. And this year, I learned some really hard lessons through, you know, hiring people that because I thought that they knew more than I did or had more experience than I did, and realizing a few months down the road that. So much of business and running a business is in, intuitive and intuition-led. And there's so much from my perspective that I actually do know that bringing in other people just because I have more experience doesn't mean they know how to run my business. Yeah, so I, nobody knows your business like you. No, and I learned some really hard lessons in that way and hired some people that I had to let go of. And even that, letting go of someone who has more experience than you is a really hard thing to do and hard conversation. And there was one um, employee that I kept on for at least six months longer than I should have, um, just out of this like fear of one, the conversation, two, what my investors would think if I let this senior person go, three, maybe I didn't know things that they didn't know. And it was just a matter of time before they were going to reveal all these things that they knew to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it doesn't take many times to learn those lessons to realize like, to realize what you, what I knew, which was, it's so great to have people around you who know more. It's so great to gather information from others and gather advice. But at the end of the day, it all has to be run through your own filter and only you have your perspective. And I'm the only one in the very center of my business. And a lot of things that I do are very intuition led, and that's very hard to explain to other people. And so... I've come to a place where I'm like absolutely love to gather information from people who have different experiences, know different things. But at the end of the day, 
no one knows more about my business than I do. And so gathering advice instead of taking advice is kind of the phase I'm in right now. That is such good wisdom. Wow. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. you. I, I feel like I have a lot to learn from you growing a business and everything that you've gathered over the years. That's amazing. So I love that you lead with your intuition. And I really want to get into that because I know that you also talked to Cash, the medium, right? Yes. Yes. Um, oh my gosh. So yes. I have this medium, you guys, that I love. Marianne is like my go-to, but Marianne has a waiting list of like six years. <laughs> Cash is in LA. He's amazing. Um, Such did, a character. So anything, I know he's hilarious. You went to his house. I went to his house. Um, so yeah. So did anything he tell you come to fruition? Because for me, it did for what it, he told me. It did. And it was really, um, you know, I've had a few experiences like that where I've sought outside help. And I'm sure that you've had this experience too, where at the end of the day, they're validating a lot of things that you already know. Totally. And it's a good reminder to be like, oh, okay. I knew that I'm just in a place where I'm so distracted or I'm so stressed that I'm not listening to my own intuition. And Cash was amazing. And he, I actually, um, I think I texted you because I was like in a panic. It was literally, it was actually, um, I was going through a lawsuit at the time, a really silly, obnoxious lawsuit that made no sense. And it like turned me upside down because I couldn't make sense of it. And when you go through something like that, you feel like you did something wrong, but you don't know how to fix it. And you don't really know what you did wrong. So that was a really weird time. And it was like a few days before I had to go to court for something or sit in front of lawyers. Um, and I was like, I need someone to tell me that it's going to be okay. <laughs> yes. And even though I knew that, and that's basically what my meeting with Cash was. was oh, that's like, so good. Tell me that everything's going to be okay. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I love that because we are so intuitive as humans, but we forget it can be hard to tap into sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a lot of noise and especially here in LA or running a business or running a business where you have to be on Instagram and social media all the time. There's a lot of noise. And a lot. Um, it's so, like I said, it's so easy to question your intuition too when you can't explain it to anyone or there's no way to validate it. 100%. Yeah, he's he's on point. He told me some things that were wild. Like he, <laughs> he knew that. So before Jonathan and I lived together, he told me your boyfriend's home is about to be renovated. And I was like, no, it's not. He rents an apartment. Like they're not renovating it. It's not a house. And it turns out, and he said, just wait. In two days, you'll look to your right and a wall will be missing. So I walked into Jonathan's apartment two days later. I wasn't even thinking about it at all. And a, his entire wall to his bedroom was missing because of water damage. And his building had to like last minute take out the carpets and knock down the wall. And I was just freaking out. And him and his roommate, his best friend, were laughing at me. And they were like, whatever, Jordan. I was like, I'm telling you, I knew this. Well, I was told <laughs> that this was going to happen. It's That's so amazing. wild. Energy is um, so incredible. Yeah. And so someone incredible. like Cash, he's so confident. He had two beautiful like giant cats too that like kept coming up and licking me Aww. during the session. It was so perfect. It was exactly what I needed to like yeah. power through the next few days. It's the best. Uh, so let's talk about you having a storefront because a lot of People that I've had on this podcast have a product. Very few have an actual physical shop. 
So what's that like? And especially in this day and age with online retail and Mm -hmm. you're on Amazon and all these other things, what's it like to have an actual brick and mortar shop? Yeah, it's a, that's a really interesting question. Um, it's, I have mixed feelings on it. I do think that for the brand, as we grow, it's, it's really great to have a storefront, uh, one storefront. I will, I have no plans and, you know, never say never, but I don't think we'll ever open another one. Um, but LA is our home and especially that neighborhood that we're in Mar Vista, you know, two blocks away from that shop is where I started the business at the local farmer's market. So that community is so special to me and always has been so supportive. And so it's great to have our storefront in that community. That street that we're on is growing a really great coffee shop just open next door. They're supposed to be building in the lot across the way. So I think it'll be really cool to be, you know, one of the first on that street, similar to how Moon Juice was one of the first on Rose before Rose was as cool as it is. Um, so that'll be fun to see. Um, but as far as you know, profitability profitability goes, and having a brick and mortar as part of your business plan, I I would not recommend it. It's really hard to make a storefront profitable, and it fits in with a bigger marketing strategy right now. But I'll be completely honest: when I went to open that storefront, I didn't know that. I kind of had the attitude and. I guess the information that I had gathered at that time was that it was a good idea and it seemed like everyone else was doing it. So, Mm. so why wouldn't we? And it was felt like it would be so great to just have one place where people could come buy all of our, all of our stuff. Cause at that time we were in a couple of different farmers markets and a couple other wholesale um, stores. But when someone would ask, Oh, where can I get your stuff? It was just this complicated answer, you know? And I was like, Oh, it'd be so great just to point them to our storefront. So it's interesting. The storefront has evolved over the years um, and it is a great place. The one thing I love about the storefront is it's kind of one of the last places where I still get to interact with our customers. Yeah. And that like, you know, if there's a day that's just really hard or, you know, I'm I'm feeling stressed and maybe questioning why am I doing all of this, um, having a conversation with a customer can make all the difference because people are always just so grateful for our products and have the best stories of how they've shared it with friends or family. Um, and that's when it's, uh, those are nice little reminders of like, okay, yep, this is worth it. You're, you're, there's a purpose behind all of this. Yeah. That positive affirmation is so helpful. Yeah. So the store has definitely been through many iterations <laughs> over time as when we hosted my book launch party there four years ago, it was a cryotherapy and juice bar. Yep. But you guys don't have cryo. We right? still do have oh, cryo. You do have yeah. cryo. Now, yeah. But you just... changed the name. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it was we... cold and thirsty. Yes. And now it's. Now it's Good Milk Co. Um, if for a bit it was named after. So we do have a juice line, and that's kind of how I started my business. Um, it's called Made with Love. So the storefront was called Made with Love at one point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's what I remember. Um, and we still sell the juice line in the store possibly out of my own um my own need for for <laughs> clean healthy cold pressed juice um, I get it. but we still sell the the juice out of the store but the juice was just not a scalable business um or it was a business if we wanted to scale we would really really have to compromise the product and that's not why I got into the juice the juice was so driven by my own healing journey that it was really important to me to keep it the way it is organic in glass bottles with medicinal herbs and superfoods. Um, 
And really our storefront is the only place to sell that we can sell it that way. So it's fun to still have that there. We have the milk and we have you know, nine different flavors of the milk and we'll have seasonal ones so people can come there. And those that's the only place they can get a lot of those flavors. Um, so that makes it really fun. And then we have the cryo and we have a lot of other really cool local products in there from other makers that I just love and admire. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So do you go there every day? I don't go there every day. Um, I'm pretty spoiled. Our office is actually just a few blocks down. So the office team gets product delivered to to the office a couple of times a week. We're That's really so spoiled. Nice. Um, and I'm kind of... The wholesale side of our business is the much bigger side of our business. So I'm in the office a lot most days or out taking meetings or you know with fundraising, I'm the one who leads that. So there's a lot of those types of meetings. I get involved in the bigger sales meetings, um, R&D. I still do all of that. I'm the final tester in the quality control world. Wow. Um, so... The shop is really great because we've had some staff that's been there for a long time and they love it and they love the product um, and the the business. So I can really keep most of my eyes off of that and it runs itself so that I can focus on the wholesale side. That's great. Yeah, I'm very lucky. Yeah, absolutely. So before you started with the juice and the milk, what were you doing before that? Yeah, directly before that, I had helped um, this woman launch a like snack bar, like a healthy raw snack bar before raw was cool. Is it still around? Um, I don't think it is. She had basically, she moved to Singapore probably six months before I left and I was kind of running things for her. Um, but I loved in that process, I realized that I love the startup aspects of a business. But then when it came to selling her product, I thought her product was very good, but I didn't, I don't like selling. And I felt like this product wasn't changing anyone's life. And if I was going to sell a product, I needed to believe that it could change I people's totally life. I totally get that. <laughs> yeah. So I left and I think she shut it down um, shortly after. It was a beautiful brand, beautiful bars. Um, it just takes so much to, at that level. And, you know, she was trying to get into Whole Foods and all those retailers. It takes so much money. And it really, like, you have to be committed more than full time. And um, I don't think she wanted to, to be in it that that much. Yeah, that makes sense. So you've been in the raw food world for a while. Yes. Yeah. The wellness food space. Yeah. Um, and yeah, when I started uh, Good Milk five years ago, no one, it was very few people that cared about clean plant-based milk. Right. Um, and that has changed so much. I would say just in the past like year and a half, two years, people have started to wake up to it. And really the conversation about plant-based has grown a lot. And there's still we're still a long way from people understanding the difference between our stuff and box stuff. But people are now open to trying plant-based milk that maybe never would have or the conversation's happening. And we're really lucky because we have really cool partners like Blue Bottle and La Colum and Soho House where oh, if you... Soho House? Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. This is so helpful to know because I'm so hesitant to order like a latte uh, or anything anywhere yeah. because I just don't trust. I didn't realize that about Soho that's, House. That's smart of you. Yeah. Soho uses our almond. Now. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Good. And um, Blue Bottle. Yeah. That's huge. Yes. Like all over or just um, in LA? In all of them in LA and SoCal. And we're expanding to San Francisco with them um, after the summer. That's and huge. And we'll expand nationally with them at some point. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. There's so many things you've been doing that I don't even know about. That's amazing. Well, that stuff's a little behind the scenes because, you know, we really support our partners where it's not a ton of our branding. It's, um, but it's support to those partners. But through that, people taste the lattes, the almond milk lattes, and they're like, wait a minute, there's something different about this. What almond milk is this? And that's a lot of how discovery of our brand has happened um, the past few years is through those partners. And even if you don't care anything about the health benefits of it, you taste it, you're you're in. You know? Yeah, no, I totally agree. That's where I, st- I guess you're right. I Well, of course you're right. I started seeing your name, your brand's name popping up on people's Instagrams and different things being like, they carry good milk here yeah. at like Blue Bottle or whatever it was. I'm so excited. <laughs> and I was so proud of you. Thank and you. And then the product that you created that I'm obsessed with is the frozen nut milk packets yeah. that you just thaw out and mix with water and you have an instant nut milk or hemp milk. Yeah. It's so easy. That product, I I mean, so excited about. And certainly there's a lot of education that needs to happen to educate people about frozen homemade almond milk. But you know, the goal was to figure out how to make clean plant-based milk accessible to all and not just those of us in LA and New York who have local juice shops that we can go to and get these products. Um, And we didn't want to process it. We didn't want to add the binders, the gums, the fillers. um, And it was really hard to figure out how to do that, what made sense. And then finally, I started testing blast freezing. My girlfriend owns um, an ice cream shop. Do you know Kippy's? Yeah, I love kids. Um, yeah. So she would let me come after hours to, and she has a little blast freezer that they use for the ice cream and would let me test almond milk, freezing almond milk in her blast freezer, which really just means it freezes at a extremely low temperature. So it freezes really quickly. So it doesn't um, hurt the nutritional profile of the product and started testing in her freezer after hours. And then just, just came up with this concentrated version, which literally, like you said, just means we don't add all the water. So you can do it at home. So we're not, we could lower the price because we're not shipping a bunch of water, use less packaging. um, And then you get these great glass bottles that you get to reuse every time. So do the Um, glass bottles come with it? You can order them. I think we're going to start to bundle them online, but right now you can order it for like $9.99, the glass bottle. I mean, they're right there on the counter. They're pretty good looking. (laughs) Everybody listening. I mean, that's such a game changer. When I got those in the mail... Well, first of all, it took me like a day to put together that it was even your brand (laughs) because they just came through and I get a lot of packages Mm -hmm. and saw this and this looked amazing. And then pretty instant. I mean, right when I put my head together, I was like, this is Brooke's company. (laughs) This is so cool. I mean, that's just brilliant. Did that idea just come to you or was that something that you'd been doing at home or what? Um, No, it was... You know, I think it, it was a conversation with another entrepreneur and talking about, you know, we, we had basically, we had started working with La Colombe here in um, LA and they're a huge brand, coffee national coffee shop brand. And um, they wanted to carry our hemp milk in all their LA locations. So they were like, okay, great. We want to carry it. But look, we've never carried a product in one region that we don't carry in every store. So how, how are you going to get it? to Philly and New York and Washington, DC. Um, and I was like, okay, give me, let me, let me think about that. Um, and so just 
started having conversations with other entrepreneurs. And one of them, one of my girlfriends was like, oh, what about freezing the almond milk? It's like, okay, potentially, I don't know much about freezing though and what it would do to the product. So started just researching online and found blast freezing. Started to look into that. Sounded like it would work. Reached out to Kippy, who knew much more about blast freezing than I did. Started testing that and I was like, it works. But you know, a lot of these cafes are going through 50 or more gallons a week. And if we want to be in New York, we're going to ship 50 gallons of almond milk, which is there's a lot of water in almond milk. And it's like, how do we do this without shipping water? Because you're pay- ship- paying to ship water is silly and not sustainable totally. for the environment or for your business. Um, so that's when we started testing the concentrated version um, and it worked. That's so cool. Thank you. It's such a good product. It's literally <laughs> the only thing like it that I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's a good thing or it just means that I'm that crazy or no, stupid. No, it's definitely or... <laughs> a good thing. People with innovative minds change the world. Such a good thing. Yeah. All right, guys, just a brief interruption from this episode with Brooke to thank our second sponsor for today's episode, Silver Fern. I love Silver Fern. They are my tried and true brand for probiotics, digestive enzymes, and plant-based protein powders. They also sell fiber. They also sell multivitamins and kids probiotics and more. I make a smoothie with their chocolate plant-based protein powder every morning. And I also love their vanilla plant-based protein powder. I got my dad hooked on their digestive enzymes. I get my stomach issues for him. Also got both my parents hooked on their probiotics. Um, You can listen to episode 106 of this podcast with Charity Lighten, formerly um, CEO and chief nutritionist of Silver Fern, where we talk about probiotics and gut health and how important probiotics are, why you need probiotics, why Silver Fern actually survives once it it hits your gut, which is actually rare for probiotics. It's just an incredible brand. It really works. I've noticed an improvement in my digestion, my skin, my nails, my hair. Ever since I have been absorbing nutrients because of probiotics and because of digestive enzymes. So I know you hear a lot about probiotics and digestive enzymes from so many brands, but Silver Fern is the best. Tried and true. They're amazing. You can use the code BLONDE for 15% off. They're just the best. They're pharmaceutical grade. They're amazing. I'm obsessed with them. I know you'll enjoy. So thank you for being such a sponsor and supporter of the show, Silver Fern. Love you guys. Appreciate you. Now let's head back into this episode with Brooke. So another exciting thing in your life is that you just got married like two weeks ago. Yes. Yes. So tell us a little bit about that, like married life and running a business while planning a wedding, which I know a thing or two about, but you know way more because your wedding's already happened. Yeah, I know. Um, You know, there were a lot of times through the process that I got really frustrated. Well, first I would get frustrated at the fact that the wedding planner was bugging me for answers. (laughs) Um, Yeah, And that really was more of frustration that I was too busy to focus on this huge life event happening. Um, 
because I was trying to to run a business and do all these things. And in that time, like, of course, a month and a half before my wedding, I fired a huge one of our, you know, our COO essentially, who was the only other person like helping me run the business. They weren't doing the best job, but it was still another body doing work. So a month and a half before the wedding, I added more work onto my plate. Um, my husband, then fiance, also works with the business. So what does he do? He runs. Um, so he came from the film and TV world. So every time he'd be on hiatus from a show, I'd pull him over into the business to help with stuff. Um, and then this last time was right before we were launching the Frozen, and I pulled him over to help with some basic operational logistics stuff. And then when we launched the Frozen, I was just like, I need you to, I need you to stay for a bit. Um, and it's been a year and a half that he's been working side by side That's with me. So fun. Um, yeah. How is it working together? It is. We're at the point now where it's 95% great. For six months, it was like 50 50. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then after that, it got to like 70 30. And, you know, it highlights anything that's annoying in your relationship that you can kind of ignore um, because, you know, you're only seeing each other nights and weekends. Um, working together definitely highlights, and you have to face those things head on and work through them. So that's been really amazing. We've grown tremendously and he's such an asset to the business. He has, um, our brains work very differently, which is a really beautiful thing. Not beautiful when you're trying to um, fill out spreadsheets for your wedding planning. Oh my God, same. Wait, okay. Jonathan is ever listening to this. Just know, Jonathan, we are not the only ones. The spreadsheet and wedding thing. Oh my God. Like that could be a whole podcast in itself. <laughs> when we were gathering addresses, I mean, I don't know if that's what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. The whole address yep. thing is very intense. Like Jonathan's mind works in spreadsheet form and mine doesn't at all. Absolutely. That's exactly and, where we're at. Yep. But like I think of other practical things like putting people who live together next to each other on the spreadsheet (laughs) where he was just putting everybody in alphabetical order. So I was reminding him, like when we send this to our designer doing the invitations and to our wedding planner, they're not going to know that like these two people are married. I mean, they'll figure it out because of the address, but they're nowhere near each other on the spreadsheet. And he's like, it's fine. And then they told us they did need it that way. And then they needed it all centered and something. It was, it's a test. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wait, I don't know if you guys have had to do like a budget spreadsheet, but that's with math. And I found over time that my brain works very differently than a lot of people's with math. But with that, I'm like, I see it, you know, if if there's A to Z of how it needs to get done, I can go from A directly to Z where he's like, no, 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 we need to do A, B, C, D, E, F. We need to do all these stuff. So I'm like, no, no, but... Wait, me and you sound the same. <laughs> they sound the same. Do you know your human design? I am a generator. Okay. Do you know your husband's? I think he's a manif- combo manifester generator. Gener- yeah, yeah. Generator. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So Jonathan's a generator, but I mean, there's all different types what of generators. What is his birthday? Uh, July t- tomorrow. Oh. July 24th. Oh, so he's uh, he's not a Cancer though. He's a Leo. He's, okay. Yeah. I, my birthday was just a few days ago oh, too. Oh, so when was your birthday? Cancer, July 18th. Everyone in my life is a Cancer or a Leo. When's your birthday? October 11th. Okay. So I'm a Libra. Okay. But like my mom, Hudson, um, all, so many of my friends, huh. my dad's a Leo. It's crazy. That's 
Cancers are good people. I know. Uh, I love cancers. You're such a cancer. (laughs) Do you know what your moon sign and your rising sign? I think my moon, I think my sun and moon are cancer. And then I don't know what the other one is though, off the top of my head. That's so Uh, awesome. You're such a cancer person. (laughs) Well, hopefully that's a good thing. Oh my God. It's such a good thing. All the cancers listening and all the cancers moons listening will know just such a good thing. Oh. Emotional, watery, loyal, nurturing, caring, yeah. creative. Water is definitely body. my thing. My So my husband is a Scorpio. And when we first started dating, I, I wasn't so into astrology and the spiritual stuff then, especially as deep as I am now. But um, a friend had gotten me this big, thick astrology book that like for every day it said, you know, who's your soulmate, your like worst enemy date, like all these things. And um, for his for his birthday, my birthday was his soulmate. No way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> crazy. And this is, we discovered this like, you know, a month into dating. I was like, ooh. Okay. That's, that's the coolest. Wait, I want to look at that. Yeah. That's a yeah, fun Yeah, I'll book. send you a photo of the book later. So when's his birthday? He is November 19th. Okay, cool. Yeah. So he's a Scorpio. And so I think Scorpio and Cancers are supposed to be like really, really close. I could see that. Yeah. I love it. Uh-uh. So the wedding. Yes. So planning a wedding, you know, it all worked out exactly the way it was meant to. It was beautiful and perfect. Um, but a lot of business stuff really prepped me for the wedding planning where I was really able to draw a line with the wedding of I'm not going to do or invite anyone that I don't absolutely want there, which is what I did. That's amazing. <laughs> and it worked so you out. you had a small wedding? Yeah. We had uh, 40 people travel with us. Um, it was in, in Todos Santos in Mexico. Um, so we were basically on vacation with 40 of our closest friends and family for four to five days. So fun. Um, yeah. But that line also meant cutting out off my dad. He was someone that, you know, we've had a journey of a relationship and like the wedding stuff forced me to kind of admit to myself that our relationship wasn't serving me, really either of us. And um, I just had a conversation with him of like, I think it's time we we part ways. And that was a really weird thing because it was, you know, I think that's where you really, I really had to go in and understand what I felt versus what society said or what the what other people's voices were saying. Because so many people, when I would run this idea by them of not inviting my dad to my wedding, so many people were like, oh, but you're going to regret not having your dad at your wedding. Like that was the answer every time. And I can see that side, but I think when I took time to really reflect, I was like, but will I? I I don't necessarily feel that way. You know, and maybe I just don't feel that way right now and maybe I will, but like I need to make the call that feels right right now. That's so admirable. I love to see people just making a decision and feeling firm in their decision and being empowered in that. And there are no rules to how we live our life and how we plan our wedding. You know, I mean, nobody else knows that relationship between the two of you, except for you and him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was a huge, it was so the right thing. It was, um, you know, the immediate feeling was a huge weight lifted off of my chest. I felt the weight lift off of his chest. And then I had like, like three or four days of like mourning 
mourning a loss. Yeah, I bet. So he agreed with you? Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, that's really interesting. <laughs> which is interesting to outsiders. Um, and even my my husband, who wasn't home at the time when I made the call to my dad and I told him after, and he was like, what? What do you mean? He agreed to that and he didn't fight for you. And But it never even crossed my mind that he would. I knew how the conversation was going to go. I knew how it was going to make him feel. I never thought or it wasn't some ploy to get him to be- to apologize or beg or any of that. It was, um, it was, I knew, I knew what the outcome was going to be before I even started it and was okay with that outcome. And looking back and hearing everyone's reaction, I'm so grateful that I didn't, wasn't doing it and hoping for a different outcome, you know? Totally. And I think it was just a test of like, I know this person, I took the time. So I didn't meet my dad till I was 15. Oh, interesting. Um, But I took the time like I really knew him and I gave him a shot and it was validation. Like at this point that I did, I saw all sides of him. I did my best to understand him. And when I did understand him, I realized like, that's not a person that I vibe with and that's totally okay. And just because you're my dad, maybe your only purpose in my life was to get me here on earth. I'm like, that's okay. And he shouldn't feel guilty because he doesn't know how to be a dad. Like that's, you know, you can't force someone to, to learn that. Right. Um, and it was all okay. And my wedding day came and I didn't for one second wish that he was there. So that felt really so good. So amazing. <laughs> do you have a good relationship with your mom? Yeah, I she do. she was there? Yeah. Um, so cool. And my brother and sister, my brother, my little brother walked me down the aisle and it was just um, so perfect and sweet. And he was always, you know, he was like my protector when we were little. And we, he and I have always had this like connection that, you know, doesn't take words to understand each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, he, you know, voiced how much it meant to him several times and it meant so much to me. So that was really That's perfect. So cool. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. And now that the wedding is over, do you feel happy? Do you feel relieved or do you <laughs> feel sad that it's over so quickly? All of those things. I think, um, <laughs> It's so weird to be on the other side of it and the immediate other side, and especially the way we did it, where we really, we were out of town for eight days. And like I said, four of those days were concentrated with all the people that were coming to the wedding. And then surrounding that, it was different groups of people that we were with that were at the wedding too. So there's so much love, so much fun. We were in all of our favorite places that we had been to, you know, five or six times. And every time we had gone before talking about how much our friends and family would love those places. So you get to show them all your favorite places and experience it with them. And literally everything was so perfect down to the day, you know, a few days after the wedding, we took my brother and his girlfriend snorkeling and it was like the most insane snorkeling experience, like the things we saw and experienced. So everything was so perfect that when it was over, we were like, Sad for yeah. sure. Um, sad that I think really happy everyone sent us messages saying that it was like a life changing experience for them. So we we're really grateful for that. And that was one of the big things we set out to do and wanted people to experience the ones we love to experience something that they wouldn't do on their own. So felt really accomplished and happy and like realized how much love there is between us because you could see how much love it brought to everyone else during those days. But you're sad that it's over. And I think also sad that like 
that experience of traveling with that group of people was a once in a lifetime yeah, thing. I get that. Um, so we'll never have that experience again. And we'll certainly try and recreate it here and there, but that whole group will never travel with us again or have that experience with us again. Um, so that was the sad part. Um, but I think it took a few days and then we both got back in the flow of like, okay, our life is pretty good here in LA and yeah. um, we're surrounded by some pretty great people here. And now we've kind of reassessed um, our life goals from that or like an immediate life goal of we're like, why don't we just set up our life so we could take a month or more in the summer and we could rent a house somewhere. And then any of our friends and family who want to come visit can come visit during that time. And you know, we can have a little piece of that. Um, I love that. With them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's such a good way to live, especially for a business owner. <laughs> and you guys work together. Yeah. It's good to get a break. Yeah. Trust necessary. me, it's come a long way from yeah. me being oh, I'm sure. <laughs> terrified to, you know, not work seven days a week to like thinking that maybe I could take a month away from the business. Yeah. That's oh. so good. Yeah. So let's head into the rapid fire questions that I usually ask everybody, but I honestly haven't asked people in months and I don't know why. So I'm really excited to ask you. Great. So we already talked about your sun rising and moon signs, your cancer and a cancer moon, and we'll figure out your rising (laughs) at some point. Who is your inspiration? Ah, that's interesting. I, you know, I think daily I get inspiration from just the other entrepreneurs that I'm surrounded by. LA is such a cool city of people doing things and doing interesting things. So um, even entrepreneurs who aren't as far along as I am, like there's a lot of inspiration out there. And I've I've got this really beautiful group of amazing entrepreneurs that I lean on. They lean on me. We have conversations every day via text or via email or sometimes on the phone. So I'm constantly inspired. Actually, um, this funny story. Uh, Dinah Trout, who is the CEO of HealthAid, has become a friend and she's an advisor. And um, I had a very inspiring moment with her yesterday. I was texting her a question about something and she texted me back and said, you know, she's texting me answers. And she's like, oh, I just went into labor. So um, if I don't, uh, if I don't reply back um, or the contractions are small right now, but if I don't reply back, that's why. And continued to reply oh back to me. Oh my gosh. I was like, okay, you're a badass. Yeah, and that is inspiring. A true driven <laughs> entrepreneurial woman. Yes. She, wow. She's amazing. So what uh, are some of the other brands and products that you love? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So many. So um, there's a really beautiful brand called Vitruvi. Actually, you oh, would I've love them. Um, they're essential oils and they do a few other things. Um, female-led. It's a brother and sister team. Their products are really amazing. Let's see, products that I use every day. There's, you know, a couple different matchas out on the market that are local that I really love. Um, like what? There's a product. Um, I'm a huge, huge beverage person. So Me too. <laughs> like, I'm usually, I did an Instagram takeover for someone recently, like of my daily routine. And I was like, four different beverages, making four different beverages. And I was like, I'm not making these for this Instagram story. Like I actually make these yeah, no, I'm with this you 100%. many beverages on a daily basis. Um, so a lot of cool food entrepreneurs that I'm surrounded by. Um, have you heard of Drink Mud Water? Yeah, I, feel like that's I a- just saw it. My friend had it. I was at his house the other day. And then I, it started showing up on Facebook ads. And I was thinking... Can yeah. my phone 
hear me when I'm yes, like in someone's apartment talking about a product, but it was, it looks, it looks awesome. It is really good. I feel like, um, that's one, like all, I do a lot of lot, like that's a good afternoon latte. Um, my girlfriend or become friends with this woman who has this amazing bar line, naturally clean eats their food bars. Cool. Which I like constantly, they're in my glove compartment. They're in my purse. They're in my Ooh, backpack. I need to try. Uh, yeah, I'm working on, you know, getting getting all my uses to all friends and locally made products. Yeah. Sweet Laurel is a huge one of my favorites. Have you had her cakes? Oh, yeah, I'm uh, obsessed. I think I met her through you. I love her. her. her my staff surprised me with um, a birthday cake the other day, one of her cakes. I was like, so been delicious. eating it for days. Uh-huh. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So many good ones. Um, are you a night person or a morning person? I naturally am a night person and I prefer that, but being in business for five years has forced me to become a morning person. Um, Mm -hmm. So it really, it took me until probably a year ago. So four years to become a morning person. Um, I get it. (laughs) But I, I think I'm mostly successful. And I too wonder if like, that's a sign of becoming more of an adult is like, you know, going to bed earlier and being okay yeah. with getting up early. <laughs> yeah. I'm still working on it. Yeah. I'm not an it, early to bed person. It's tough. Yeah. I try. <laughs> Favorite workout? Yoga, for sure. Where do you like to go? Um, I love yoga salt. I don't know if you know, they're right down the street from the shop. Mm-hmm. I currently, for the wedding, I uh, to get into shape, I got a membership to Equinox and they have really beautiful classes. The one in Marina Del Rey. Um, and their schedule is so it's just so flexible and it's so meant for the working person. So, you know, you can go at 6 a.m. or 8.30 at night cool. and they have stuff going on. But I have to do classes. I'm not, like, you'll never never see me on the elliptical or, like, lifting on my own. Like, I just don't have the attention Same. span for it. Classes for sure. <laughs> um, dream vacation. Yeah, this is, I mean, there's a list. We're, we're kind of talking through this as we're planning our honeymoon. So oh, yeah, like bet. Fiji is on there. Um, potentially a, like an African safari type trip, I think would be really cool. We're both huge animal lovers. Um, so one so of those fun. two would be kind of top of the list. Cool. What's one thing you've never been asked in an interview that you wish you'd been asked? Oh, gosh. That's such an interesting question. Yeah, I think, you know, I think I have a really, you know, and maybe it's partially it's because I haven't been open to sharing it until recently, but I think I have a really interesting um, story that people wouldn't expect, you know, growing up my family story, I think most people would think is out of, out of the blue. Tell us. Um, <laughs> I mean, we know a little that you didn't know your father. Yeah. I'll give you some some little insights. It, it might be a whole other podcast, but um, who my dad, who I spoke about that is no longer my dad, I guess. Right. Um, he left uh, my mom and I when I was like uh, six months old. And so I was raised by a stepdad who was physically abusive. So my entire life, my entire childhood up until the age of like 12 or 13 was physically abused. And that's where my brother came in. My brother would always stick up for me, try and like jump on him, pull him off me, step in between us. Um, It's really interesting, um, but physically and verbally abused. um, Was it only you? mm -hmm. Why? Um, You know, who knows? And certainly um, I've always been strong-willed and like, I think I've always 
had this intuition, even though as a kid, you don't know what that is. And I think that, and I've, something that I've heard a lot from my friends that I didn't realize until recently was like, I've had an ability to really see people like at their core, who they are and what they're about. And most of the time, that's a really good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think if you're, you have insecurities or aren't proud of yourself, that might be a bad thing. So that could have been it. Who knows? But, and also my brother and sister were his kids. Like, you know, um, so that could have been part of it. But thank God it was only me. Like it would have been much worse if it was those siblings too. But it just, I was very, at home, became very introverted as a kid and just like had this wild imagination and all because of that, because I was so like kind of isolated and alone. And, but I think it's, you know, everything happens for reasons made me the person I am today. But so went through abuse for those years. He and my mom finally divorced and I was luckily old enough that I got to decide if I wanted visitation with him. And I said, absolutely not. Then my, so my mom and dad were high school sweethearts and grew up in the town area that I grew up in. Um, So I had these cousins and aunts and uncles that I wasn't allowed to call cousins or aunts and uncles because they Mm. were related to my dad in my neighborhood. And my aunt gave me my dad's phone number. And like, as a, you know, ballsy 14 year old, I picked up the phone and called him up. And that was the start of my relationship with my dad. Was he happy to hear from you? You know, at that age, I I wouldn't have known if he wasn't like he, I just ex- expected him to be. Yeah. Um, and then when I was 15, so that must've been like, I was 14, almost 15. When I was 15, I flew out to California for the first time by myself where he lived to San Francisco and met him in person for the first time. And it's so interesting when you're a kid, just not knowing what you don't know. And I was just so excited about it. And he like brought his girlfriend at the time and was so nervous looking back, but I didn't know at the time. And then that started that journey, which was really interesting, but you can understand like the baggage that comes along with that. And I think it wasn't until I was, I turned 25, my dad turned 50. I'd always made the excuse for him like, oh, he was young. Like he just didn't know. And when I turned 25, I realized, oh, my dad, I'm the same age my dad was when I was born. And I would never make the decisions that he made to abandon a child and never reach out to them again. And that's when it started to kind of our relationship started to kind mm-hmm. of go downhill. Because I started to assess and like understand that all that went into it. And then look at him and the person that he was and the support he, the minimal support he was even really, really willing to put in as like a father now, but even if he was, and this, in this last conversation we had, I told him like, you know, I think even if you were now this perfect father, which he was very far from, there's so much there to forgive. You know, there's so much that I suffered in those years and went through all because he really, the decision came down to him just like wanting to go off and live his life the way he wanted to live it. Yeah. You know? Wow. (laughs) And I seriously commend you for walking away from him because it sounds like that was what had to be done. Yeah. And it's, again, it's all built me into the person that I am today. And, you know, who knows what major lessons I learned through that that have helped me as an adult. Um, But I think the biggest piece that like feels like an accomplishment to me is there's some crazy stat out there, you know, that you know, 
let's say it's 90%, it might even be higher, of abusers have been abused. You know, it's not just coming out of nowhere. And I recently learned from my brother about my stepdad's, who's his dad, who he's still in touch with, about his abuse story and had no idea that had happened, never thought about it. And so it was really cool to understand that like I that that was a cycle. Who knows how many decades it went back? His abusers were abused, you know, who knows? Yeah. And I'm the one that gets to break that cycle. That's so powerful. Um, that gives me chills. <laughs> you came here to break the cycle. Yeah. So that's like great. You know, similar with your Lyme. Like if that's what I had to go to to stop something that big and make sure that no one gets hurt by those people ever again. Great. Oh my God. That's fascinating. <laughs> I mean, I have this very strong belief ever since my journey with Lyme and going on these plant medicine experiences with the ayahuasca and other things where I've seen truly like we all choose to come here for a reason to break patterns and heal our lineage mm-hmm. or heal, in your case, break this pattern of abuse. And it's very heroic. It's very amazing. And it's kind of amazing to know, at least in my opinion, that it was all predetermined. Like mm-hmm. we chose mm-hmm. this because you yeah. knew that you could be strong enough to handle it and to come out <laughs> on the other end and create beautiful things in your life. Wow. Well, I'm planning on my next life being very easy. No work. Same. No work <laughs> well, we'll go through it all here. So exactly. That, Let's yeah. get it all over with in yeah. this one. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Hmm. Wow. Thank you for sharing that with yeah, us. Thank you for asking. Thank God I asked that question. <laughs> um, so if you were a color, what color do you feel best represents your energy? I would say it's a skew of like white to pinks. I see that your aura is like very white oh. and bright. I like it. Thank you. So what's next for you? What's on the horizon for your brand and for you in your life? So, so many exciting things. I mean, it's, it's, I'm so lucky to be an entrepreneur and be doing something that I love and really have a mission that I believe in and that others believe in. And, um, you know, this powdered version of our product, I think is the future of our brand and it's opening so many doors. It's a one of a kind product and it's just such a great introductory for people to plant-based and cleaner plant-based. And it allows us to, the product tastes great, performs great. It allows us to introduce our brand to someone without having to push all the other education on them. And then when they're ready to be educated, we have all this other info about why it's better for you, why you should choose this. Um, So that's really, really exciting. Um, Amazon has been a great partner in that and is going to continue to be a huge partner. I told you about the few really cool collaborations that we have up and coming with that, with the matcha and the coffee. huge. Um, And just continue to grow. We're looking to like be very strategic and grow for longevity instead of just grow to grow, um, which takes a lot of navigating. And so I'm learning so much every day and just trying to sit back with my eyes wide open, you know, listen to gather advice, um, listen to my own intuition and, and take the right steps, um, Huge. and enjoy it along the way. You know, I think that's a piece that the, early years of my business, it was so such a grind and so much work that you forget kind of that you're doing something that you love. Right. Um, you know, and I suffered from adrenal fatigue and other health issues that I'm just now correcting. Um, and I think too, that's part of being on the other side of, mar- of this wedding has helped it be like, 
okay, now it's time to like build this sustainable life. You have all the important pieces and you need to enjoy it. And, you know, our dog who is like a child to us, um, got sick before we left for the wedding. And it was just a reminder he's 11. So it's a reminder, like, you know, we have a lot of really good things going and we need to not take any single minute for granted. So we're putting together a list of all the things he loves to make sure we do as much of those, you know, the beach and all these other things, make sure we do as much of that over the next few years while he's still around and just give him the best life and make sure we're stopping and breathing and enjoying the special moments. That's so special. Wow. Thank you. I love it. (laughs) So where can people find you? Yeah. So um, Instagram is kind of our biggest tool for communicating with our audience. And we are at Good Milk Co. on Milk Instagram. with a Y. Yes. yes people will see you. in the title of the episode. <laughs> yeah. But we're very active on Instagram. I go on our, our business Instagram quite a bit. We do have someone who runs it, but I'll, I go on there quite a bit. Um, and then my personal, which is going to change soon because of my last name. So you can just kind of yeah. stay tuned on the, the good milk to find me personally. Yeah, they can find you there. <laughs> and Amazon. Yes, Amazon. Um, the latte creamer is only available on Amazon, cool. which has been kind of cool. It's been fun working with them. And then our frozen ones, um, you can get on our own website, which is goodmilkmylk.co. So cool. Thank Thank you you. so much for being here. This was so fun. It's been lovely. Thank you so so much. So much good wisdom from you. Thanks, Jordan. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Brooke. She inspires me to no end, whether it be with good milk, whether it be with balancing, being a new wife, planning a wedding, building a company, having a storefront. I love that she tells it like it is, that having a storefront is not always easy or ideal, but she does it with grace. And it's so nice that she gets to meet her customers in real life. And you guys should definitely support her and check her out. So check her out at Good Milk. That's G-O-O-D-M-Y-L-K.co to check out all her different products. You can use that code balance. Blonde 10, which will give you 10% off. Her products are basically next level things you'll find on that website. You won't find anywhere else. You can also search on the website where to find her in a cafe or a wholesale retailer. Yeah. And she's just awesome. Check her out on Instagram. We'll put the links in the show notes. Also huge thanks to our sponsors, Thrive Market Go to thrivemarket.com slash blonde to get your hands on all sorts of amazing goods. And also our other sponsor for today, Silver Fern, probiotics, digestive enzymes, plant-based protein powders. Use the code blonde there. And then we didn't mention them in the episode, but I just wanted to remind you guys about our new sponsor who I'm obsessed with, Cured Nutrition CBD. I take their mint tinctures constantly. I even do CBD suppositories, which is not through Cured, but I love CBD so much. I just have to shout it from the rooftop. CBD is changing my life. So if you could get your hands on their mint tincture, use the code BLONDE for 10% off, curednutrition.com and enjoy just so many goodies for you. Thank you guys for listening. If you feel inspired to rate and review, I would be so honored. 
send me a screenshot to jordan at thebalancepond.com so I can thank you personally and send you my yoga ebook for free. And also join our Soul on Fire podcast tribe on Facebook and have an amazing Soul on Fire day. Mwah.